Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into our final podcast of 2020. We have made it through the entire year with Jude and Mike and myself, and we're going to wind down this year with our final podcast with a continued conversation with Ron Price, author, speaker, and humorist, is going to be joining us again here on the show. And of course, as always, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast and have not done so, feel free. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all those places you can find it. You can also just go to planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Maybe you got this sent out to you in an email blast or through a different link, something like that. So stop by the website, check it out, subscribe to it. And Jude and Ron are going to continue their conversation on Ron's book series. Jude, welcome in, my friend. How are you? I am happy to be here, man, and happy that we're closing out 2020. I know, right? Can you believe it? We are finally, finally there. Well, this is our 55th podcast. If you can, uh, if you can fathom that, we're that. on. Yeah, we're on number five, five, and so it's fitting that we're going to wind down this year with our follow-up conversation with Ron. Uh, in his series on how to play nice in the sandbox. So I'm going to let you guys take it away. You guys talked a lot on the past show. And if you did not catch that, folks, go check that out. Really fun, really informative. uh, And it's a great conversation on how to deal with some things. So take it away, Jude. Well, first, let me welcome Ron. Ron, how are you? Jude, I'm well. Glad to be back with you, sir. I am thrilled that you're here. I, I, I think this topic is so important. You know, normally on the podcast, we're talking about different financial planning strategies and and tax strategies. But, you know, during the holiday season, I I think most people are trying to spend time with a family and, you know, they're they're trying to enhance their relationships. But this time could also be really stressful. Last time you and I got together, we had an opportunity to talk about your book and some strategies on how to prevent conflict. But if you're like my family, preventing conflict may not be possible. There, there's always going to be someone that wants to draw you in, even if you've got all of the strategies that Ron talked about. So what's the next phase, Ron? Well, boy, Jude, how much time do you say? We, three hours? Yeah. Podcast? Is that what Mark said? Um, you know, I want to comment on one thing. I love what you do. You are helping people at a core area of their lives. Finances, There's not a whole lot that I would say is more important than that. But you know what? Maybe I'm biased, but relationships, I think, are. Because there's there's a myriad of stories of people who scratched and clawed and earned every bit of money they could. They died wealthy and alone. And I know you well enough to know, Jude, that's not what you advocate for your clients. There's got to be some balance. Yeah, You're absolutely right. You've got to have balance because you can't take the money with you, but you don't want to run out of life before you run out of money. So you got to have some balance. Right. And relationships are an area that I think are often neglected for a whole bunch of reasons that we're not going to get into now. But but again, I'm, I'm stalling because I'm trying to remember the question you asked me. Uh, when you're in a conflict, a couple of things. One, form the habit of asking questions. Because again, so many conflicts is each person trying to convince the other, I'm right, you're wrong. So Form the habit of asking, well, tell me more. The Covey, Habit 5 of the Covey 7 Habits of Highly Effective People program. You like that, do you? My my staff, if they're listening right now, are probably rolling over because I use Stephen Covey in almost every team meeting. It's He's my favorite author of all time, and that is one of my favorites. Seek yeah. first to understand, then to be understood. 
Yeah, every one of us, Jude, want to be understood by the important people in our lives. And it's been that way since birth. We come into this world and we cry. That's our only means of communication. And we want people to understand why are we crying? Are we cold? Are we hungry? Are we soiled? Do we just need to be comforted? Why are we crying? And then we progress and we get to the toddler stage where we get some usage of the English language. But Judah, have you ever been around a toddler who's trying to be understood and nobody's understanding them? <laughs> it's not a fun experience, is it? Right. No. And, and it never goes away. To this day, Jude, we all want to be understood by the important people in our lives. And that, again, explains so much conflict. Each person's trying to be understood at the same time. So they're both talking, nobody's listening, and therefore nobody's understanding. So that's why I love Covey. Seek to understand. And don't just as an exercise, oh, I'm going to be nice. No, see what you can learn from the other person. I love people who are different from me. I'm not going to learn anything just from myself or people who are identical to me. So form the, the habit of asking questions and really try to understand the other person. You know, it's, it's funny. You can, you can say two words in a conversation and the other person will think you're a great conversationalist. What two words are those? No, any, <laughs> I, I, no I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I led you on that path. I didn't mean to. You, you don't have to say a lot of words. If you, if you are a listener, people will regard you as an excellent conversationalist because they got to talk all the time. And why not let them? Why not give people that gift of understanding who they are, how they feel, what it's all about? It's not a threat, as we talked about last time. At least it shouldn't be. So seek first to understand, then to be understood is, is a great way to resolve conflicts. Prevent them if, if possible, but resolve them once you're in them. Another one, if I may, make sure you both know what the, the conflict is about, what the dispute is, because so many conflicts, one person thinks it's about this, the other person thinks it's about that. And if, if that's the case, you're not going to resolve it. You're just not. I'll give you a quick anecdote. I got, a, I got called to mediate between a, a manager and a key employee over, over money. The, the key employee wanted to raise and the manager kept saying no. And it was starting to get a little bit heated, a little bit ugly. So they asked me if I'd step in and mediate between them and see if we could reach a resolution. And early on in the mediation, I turned to the key employee and I asked her the dumbest question she'd ever heard in her life. I asked her, why do you want to raise? Now, <laughs> to me anyway, that's a stupid question. Raise your hand if you wouldn't like a raise, if you wouldn't like Absolutely. to make more money for what you're doing. Come on. So here's what she said. She had been working at this establishment longer than most of her coworkers. She had more experience in the field that they dealt with. She had more education in that area, but she wasn't being paid much more than other people who didn't have her tenure on the job, her experience or her education. And she didn't think that was fair. Jude, do you want to argue with her or she got a point there? I think she's got a point. Absolutely. So when the manager heard that, perhaps for the first time, now whether she had told him that before and he didn't hear it, I don't know. Whether she didn't say it right, I don't know. But he heard her that day. And this is what he said. I understand where you're coming from now, but I still can't give you a raise. It's not in the budget. He said, but what I can do is I can reduce your work week by five hours a week and still pay you the same amount of money. Jude, did she get a raise? Absolutely. Yeah. 
we'd have to know how much she was making and do yeah. the arithmetic, divide by 40, divide by 35. But it got her the, the recognition. It got her the prestige. And that's what she wanted. It was never about money to her. Do you see what I'm saying? And it was a creative way to solve the problem. So, yeah. Ron, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that using my family isn't getting old. But I know with my family, particularly around the holidays, there's two main topics that come up. And it's usually politics and sports. Are there any special techniques to avoid or not avoid, but to resolve the conflicts with with those two topics? Or are there pretty much doesn't matter what the topic is. These these strategies work regardless. Yeah. So often we talked last time about the shoot and reload method of communication. Yep. I'll encourage people to go back and listen if they miss that. But so often in, in conflict situations, people are talking at each other, not with each other. You know the difference. You know when somebody's talking at you rather than with you. And so what I advocate is to use the speaker-listener technique. It's also called proactive listening. Going back to Dr. Covey again, they use the talking stick. And so again, as we talked about last time, you might want to set time limits for these conversations. If they're getting out of hand, say, hey, we don't want to take the whole day. How about if we talk about it for half an hour or 15 minutes, and then we renegotiate? If we want to go a little longer, fine. If not, we'll, we'll take a postponement. Remind me to come back to that. That's a key also. We'll postpone it and come back and address it a later time. So by doing that, you're, you're sending some ground rules, and you while I'm on ground rules, you might want to establish, hey, let's make sure we talk with each other, not at each other. Let's make sure we're not interrupting each other. And let's have a talking stick or some implement that recognizes who's talking, who's listening. So we're, we're not talking at, we're not trying to persuade and convince whatever. We're just trying to be understood. So if I've got the talking stick, I'm the speaker, Jude, that makes you the listener. Like and that. all you can do is listen to understand what I'm saying. I like because that. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause every few seconds and say, Jude, what did I just say? And you can't say I agree or disagree. I don't care. Nobody cares. You can't say, well, I think this or I think that. Nobody cares. <laughs> you're not the speaker. You're the listener. All you can say is, Ron, I heard you say this, this, and this. Is that right? If I feel like, yes, that's it, I can tell a little more. If I feel like you missed it, it's my chance to say, no, Jude, that's, that's not how I meant it. Let me try it again. That's such an amazing strategy, particularly in these times where I feel like because of social media and the internet, we can all choose to find our own facts and we can't agree on facts. So even if we're looking at the same fact, we may be looking at it from a different perspective. So for you to be able to say to someone, Ron, this is what I said, or tell me what you heard me say. And take a breath and listen to that person and make sure that you're both on the same page. I mean, because, again, to go to your point on the last session about the shoot and reload, if you are shooting, stop before you reload and say, hey, what what did you hear me say? What did you understand that yeah. I meant? That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And own it, Jude. Say, you know what? I may not have said that the right way. I may not have communicated the way I wanted to. Do you mind? Tell me what I said. What did you hear me say? But again, as long as you're keeping calm and you're keeping cool, you're keeping, you're modeling for them that you're not going to get excited. You're not going to get exasperated. You're not going to get agitated. We're just trying to have a conversation here. You know, something I've learned about you, Ron, through these two conversations, you and I have had some deep uh, conversations in the past uh, offline. 
And now I know I can tell all the techniques you've been using on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busted, am I? Yeah. <laughs> Well, good. Here, Thank you. Here I was thinking that you're just you just have this deep sense of who I am, but these are all techniques you've been using on me. <laughs> you know, Jude, I'll, I'll take I'll tell you what I'll take that as a supreme compliment. I I try to practice what I preach because these job, are principles friend. that do work. And I'm come on, I'm human. I don't I don't always communicate the best. I'm not always as tolerant and accepting of others as I'd like to be. But you know what? The days that I am are my best days. So let me go back and answer your question again. You're in the midst of a, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Not a knockdown drag out, but a verbal ugliness. Here's all you got to do. You got to say, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I all of a sudden need some fresh air. How about if we go outside and let's talk about this on the way. And once you get outside, you say, you know what? We need to understand each other. Why don't you go first? Talk to me civilly, please. Talk to me respectfully. Make it easy for me to listen to you. But I want to understand where you're coming from, and then hopefully it's my turn. You'll give me the same courtesy. You're having an argument with your teenager. You can say, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, man, I have a son. I want some ice cream. How about if we hop in the car, drive down, get us some ice cream? You get in the car, and again, it's like a do-over. I, I call that being disruptive. Uh, I used to get into a lot of trouble as a child for being disruptive, but you're disrupting the negative interaction giving yourself a chance to start over in a healthier direction. You know, I've heard it used the term pattern interrupt. Mm. And I, I think that's a very similar yeah. strategy that you're yeah. talking about. Yep. You're yep. Getting the somebody out of that ugliness. attack mode. Right. 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 And if you keep going with that, well, you know, some relationships can be damaged. I don't want to say beyond repair, but uh, they can be in turmoil and, and anguish for months, if not years, if not decades. So, yeah, the quicker you can stop that, the better you'll be. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I, I recently read an article um, about a young man who wrote an open letter to his uncle. And they had been talking about politics during this whole election season. And they were obviously on two different sides. And the the uncle basically uh, withdrew him from all of his social media. So unfriended him oh boy. and found out because he was having a health issue and wanted to let everybody in the family know and found out that the uncle did not know that he had sent this message only because he was unfriended. And so mm. he sent an open letter. And I just thought that was so sad that people yeah. in yeah. families that, you know, have grown up together, love each other, are going to let something like, you know, politics destroy the family. Yeah, it's it's it happens way too often, Jude. You're right. But it's senseless. I mean, why? If we keep the big picture, the big picture, and, and again, what's really important? It comes down to family, friends. You know, let me share a quote with you real quick. Brian Dyson, he was chairman of Coca-Cola uh, back in the early 90s, gave a commencement address at Georgia Tech. Ooh, I shouldn't mention Georgia Tech to you. No, I? it's okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> this is what he said. Listen to this. Imagine life as a game in which you are juggling some five balls in the air. You name them work, family, health, friends, and spirit. And you're keeping all of these in the air. You will soon understand that work is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce back. But the other four balls, family, health, friends, and spirit are made of glass. If you drop one of these, they will be irrevocably scuffed, 
marked, nicked, damaged, or even shattered. They will never be the same. He concludes by saying, you must understand that and strive for balance in your life. And again, I think when, when we put anything ahead of family or some would say their relationship with God, what have you, we're probably out of balance and, and we're not going to achieve ultimate health and wellness. That's my personal bias. People can argue with me if they'd like. That's fine. But sometimes we can lose you, perspective. Well, I mean, they can if they want. I, I give everybody permission to argue with me and be wrong if they want. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's totally up to them. All right, I'm kidding. But seriously, why do we take it so personal? We talked about this a little bit last time. Why do you take it personal? Because somebody feels differently than you do. I, I welcome. I welcome honest debate. I, I, I would be described as fairly, hopefully not radical or, you know, whatever. But I, I seek out liberal-minded folks to have conversations with. Well, how do you look at this issue and how do you look at that issue and and why what's what's the basis of that because i can learn i can grow and hopefully i get a chance to share mine and give them the same same opportunity you said it earlier jude and i agree with you we, we make life a competition much more than it should be much more than it should be yeah. i i like competition i like competition i, I like playing chess i don't want to play chess against somebody who's never played the game before I want to play against somebody who's better than me, which is not hard to find, or at least equal to my level. It's much more engaging. It's much more. I, I used to be a softball player, a pretty decent one too. In fact, I would always much rather lose 20 to 19 than win 20 to nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? There was more joy, but in terms of relationships, no, competition, competition has no place in relationships. No, I, I completely agree. I got to tell you, Ron, this has been fabulous. I, I've enjoyed it. I've walked away with something. It's also made me understand, you know, some of the deep conversations that you and I have have had that, you know, the way that we have been able to respect each other and have uh, walk away from those conversations really better because I've understand viewpoints that I had not heard before. And so I hope, you know, our audience can take away some of the techniques that we talked about today and really use them not only during this holiday season, but in their life in general. And I know that you have several books that you've written. Can you take a few minutes to talk about those books? And also, I know you, that you've got uh, a, uh, a PDF that you've uh, produced for us also. So can you take a few minutes to talk about both? Glad to, Jude. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, the books play nice in your sandbox at work, play nice in your sandbox at home, play nice in your sandbox at church. And again, I write them all in a very conversational style. I don't, I don't throw in $100 words and deep-seated research and all the rest. It's, it's common sense, but Jude, as you well know, common sense is not always common practice. You got it. So just principles I've learned from, I'm a training junkie. I've been to some excellent workshops and conferences and seminars, and I, I repackage and put it into my own style. I also did come up with a PDF, how to protect your relationship from five common destructive behaviors that, that you're doing. We're, we're doing these. Well, once we recognize them, I also give some antidotes for how to, how to protect against that. And one more that I don't, think, I don't think I've even told you, I'm about to come out the first of the year with a mini course. A five, well, actually, the mini course is done now, CPR Mastery, Conflict Prevention 
and resolution mastery. There's a free mini course. If people go to ronprice.com, you'll see it there. You can sign up for it. But I'm coming out with a three module. I've recorded 20 videos. First module is Porcupine Skunks, Customers and Coworkers, how to okay. deal with difficult people in difficult situations. The second one is the play portion. How do you prevent conflict? And the third one is the nice. How do you, how do you resolve conflict in a way that both are satisfied and the relationship continues. So thanks for that opportunity. Ronprice.com or send me an email, ron at ronprice.com if you have questions. Well, I know that our listeners have have uh, walked away with a lot of good information today. And my friend, I, I want to thank you uh, for being on the podcast, but I also want to wish you happy holiday season. And thank God 2020 is uh, is almost behind us. And we look forward to a better year, a better 2021. Got to be better, doesn't it? How about you, Mark? You looking forward to 2021? Absolutely looking forward to it. And thanks, guys, so much for your time. Really great conversation. I enjoyed listening, being a fly on the wall. Again, stop by Ron's website, folks, ronprice.com. That's ronprice.com. We'll also make that PDF available for you on our own website here for our podcast at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. So we'll say goodbye. Thank you so much for your time this year. We certainly appreciate it. For Ron and Jude, I'm Mark Killian. Appreciate you here on planwiseretirefreepodcast.com, and we'll see you in 2021. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.